You are listening to the JCN Clinic Podcast. The JCN Clinic Podcast is a place where nutritionalists Jessica Cox and Carissa Mason get real about nutrition and living a healthy life. They share with you their passion and their clinical knowledge for a fun, no BS approach to looking after yourself. Please enjoy today's episode and don't forget to subscribe and iTunes. Hi and welcome to the JCN podcast show. Welcome guys. I'm Jessica. I'm Carissa. And this is take two of our start because I already stuffed it up. (laughs) We're off to a rocking start. So today we're going to be talking um, about how to eat around exercise because it's something we get asked a lot. A lot and we've had a few requests from it. I've had a few from my clients and just other people on social media. So we haven't had this one on the backlog for a while. We have, haven't we? But yeah, it's a... Put it aside, but yeah. it's it's time. It's time. Time is now. <laughs> and um, as you just said, we see it a lot, even with clients. So mm-hmm. it's something we probably work on with most clients anyway, yeah, don't we? So, incidentally, yeah. I think it's kind of one of those things that we probably just not take for granted, but just think because I don't know. Not that it's just such common knowledge for us, but it's just I don't know. It's not something we would think to really do a podcast about, but yeah. No, it's so true. Yeah. There's like so many factors like that that have already come up. It's yeah. just like, yeah, we actually should do a podcast yeah. on that because we don't think about we it don't as think much. think about it as much. where you guys telling us yeah. <laughs> is really helpful. Actually, someone was asking about doing a podcast on polyphenols and I'm like, yeah, that's an awesome topic. That's I wouldn't have thought about that. That's actually me neither. Yeah. Good on you guys. So, yeah, up and coming polyphenols. <laughs> <laughs> so we're going to delve straight in and talk about um, the common problems that we see in clinic if yeah. you're not eating properly around exercise. So if we can give you an overall picture of that um and you can go yeah that is me and then we'll talk about how to actually work with food in like a a really good fuel manner so probably the number well would i say number one so they're all so interrelated but i was gonna i was like oh but i think really i would say that energy fatigue factor is a big one but then i don't know the sugar cravings the sugar cravings i feel like the fatigue (laughs) we'll go through our list (laughs) so we think fatigue's a big one a lot of people either fatigue during their training or fatigue after their training at some stage during the day um weight plateauing is a big one mm-hmm. and then we'll break these down a little yes. bit more i don't actually know what's more common i feel like fatigue and weight plateauing are probably yeah. or just I even mean, they're also interrelated they're also interrelated exactly yeah. um lack of <laughs> you're like reading my notes what's muscle the hell tone. you're like muscle tone, tone all gain. <laughs> <laughs> Clearly, we've rehearsed this, not. Um, no, but I mean, that's tied in with the weight. Like, often you'll see yeah. people, they're not losing weight, and they'll also say to you, I'm not getting any toning, I'm yeah. not getting the muscle definition I yeah. should be seeing. So, yeah. they are very, you know, you'll see them yeah. hand in hand. And then, yeah, the sugar cravings and, and the carb, carb cravings. cravings. Yeah, definitely. So, I think to start with, with the fatigue, um, such a common one if you're not fueling your body correctly. I here come all the analogies. I often use the analogy <laughs> of putting the right fuel in your car. Oh, yeah, yeah, exactly. So the it's, diesel be like unleaded yeah. thing. Like if you put diesel into an unleaded car, it's only going to get you yeah. two k's down. The or if road. you just don't have any fuel in your car, yeah. right? Like it's not going to get you very far either. <laughs> so when you fuel your body correctly around training, you're going yeah. to have energy during training you're not going to crash and burn i don't know i'm sure there's plenty of people who have experienced it i've mm. personally experienced it I actually experienced it recently i didn't told you this you'll love this story <laughs> I, so 
last will week. I? Okay, you're like, will I, Jessica? Really? <laughs> I'm going to tell you anyway. So not last weekend or the weekend, weekend before. Anyway, I was going to, it was a soccer game on the weekend. You have I was on a me. Sunday. What? But tell everyone else because um, then I'll tell you my story, which you've already heard as well, but no one else okay, has heard right, that story. Okay. So I <laughs> went up the coast to meet my girlfriends to have a brunch um at a cafe really delicious but it had a real paleo spin to it so i had like eggs and avo and greens and i had this nice paleo nut loaf so it was delicious mm -hmm. um and then jumped in the car to drive back got caught in traffic just was like oh my god i'm not gonna make the game ran in, in and out um grabbed my stuff ran to the game thank god threw a banana in my bag but essentially didn't eat the banana and just ran onto the field. And it was like there was no fuel in the tank. Yeah. I was suffering big time. I still pushed myself, but I could feel the difference from knowing how you feel when you are primed properly as opposed to not having the fuel. Um, at half time, I like all I could think about was the banana in my bag. <laughs> I was like concentrating the game and I was like, all I could see around me was halos of bananas. <laughs> and I just went straight for my You've bag. Got, like and this little one inch banana. So yeah, it's essentially you will you will generally hit the wall during your training and feel really flat and tired. Yeah. Or you'll feel tired afterwards. Yeah. Now that can be mixed in sometimes with overtraining, of course, but yeah. often you will finish a session um of working out and feel really, really tired to follow. Yeah. Or later in the day you just, just feel really well, exhausted. Yeah. Usually. Well, I did, interestingly, I did a very similar thing. I think this is how the conversation came up because you were telling a client about it um, and I overheard and I was like, oh my God, I did that same thing on the weekend as well. nutritionist. Yeah, we? we're great. Practice what we freaking preach. <laughs> so I did the same thing. I got up early. It was Sunday morning. I'm like, going to go to the gym and I had no bananas at home, which is like sacrilege for me because I swear I eat about 10 of the bastards a day. I do. My bananas and eggs, man. Anyway. Um, so 10 bananas a day. Total come lie. On, come on, let's break that <laughs> okay, one down. Maybe two. Everyone's going to be like, oh my God, I want to be like Chris, so I'm going to eat 10 What's bananas. That? Freely the banana girl. <laughs> stupid. I shouldn't say that. Have you not heard of Freely the banana girl on Instagram? Oh no. my God, I have to show you this chick. She's, yeah, she's... I probably don't know what to say. I'm like, don't. Baby, tell me off, off air. Yeah, okay. Everyone okay. who knows who Freely the Banana Girl probably know what I'm talking about. Anyway, that aside, no bananas at home. And I was like, oh, well, that's all right. I'll just, because like my gym is in like a little shopping complex. I'm like, that's fine. I'll just go to Coles. I can grab a banana before I start. I didn't have any gluten-free toast either. So depending on what kind of work I'm doing and how hungry I am will depend on whether I just have a banana or I have, you know, some banana and some toast with some nut butter. Mm -hmm. So didn't have a banana. I didn't have any like gluten-free toast at home. So so just in terms of like a, a better quality carb, I'm just like, okay, well, that's fine. I could have had an apple. This is my delivery. Right? <laughs> I hope everyone's really interested in my story. <laughs> Jess is already snoring. <laughs> and I was just like, that's fine. I can go. There's a like, a Coles weren't near where my gym is. I can grab a banana or something from there. If not, their cafe upstairs, I can grab a, like a coffee and, you know, maybe just get them to get, toast me a piece of gluten-free toast. Got to my gym. Forget that it's Sunday. Coles ain't open early. These people sleep in. And cafe's not open. So I'm like, what do I do? And I'm like, oh, well, I'll just go exercise anyway. Mate, 20 minutes into my cardio, <laughs> I was like a dead fish. <laughs> like, okay, so I made it through the session, exactly like Jess made it through her soccer game. I didn't actually die and pass out in some hypo hypoglycemic heap on the floor. But I was so flat and it just yeah. was such a reminder for me because I'm just so... 
like onto fueling mm. around exercise that when mm. I didn't do it, I was like, I've literally got nothing in the, in the tank. Yeah, literally. Yeah. I still got through a session, but I just felt flat. I didn't have my usual, I'm going to yeah. smash this attitude. And that's what we see, don't we? We'll see yeah. people coming in and they'll be um, saying that they just feel exhausted with their training or they're hitting walls or they're really tired afterwards. Yeah. But then it will tie massively. In. That's where you start from a practitioner point of view to yeah. kick it apart and go, okay, fatigue's related to so many things. But once you start seeing hang on, you've exercised in the morning, you know, you haven't, we can see you haven't been eating well and not only getting fatigued, but there's the crate, like sugar yeah. cravings tied in with that because once you get that drop in energy, your body's going to be yeah. looking for that quick pick-me-up, yep. which is often for, from your sugar body's point of view, sugar or carbs. Yep. So you're hitting mid-morning or for most people it can even transpire through to the mid-afternoon where all they can fixate on is, is sugar, isn't yep. it? It's just like yep. the chocolate yep. bars yep. and so forth. So we really see those come together. Um, and then because you're not fueling yourself properly, again, it's like the, you're not giving yourself all the right building blocks for while you're working out and then more importantly for your recovery. recovery and repair because you're essentially breaking everything down, particularly I mean, with both aspects of exercise, but with resistance training, you're like ripping muscle fibers and then we've got to repair them mm -hmm. and we need all of the building blocks there. So we need to ensure that we replenish with the right things so we can repair our muscles and we can replete, 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 replace, replete, <laughs> replace, replete. <laughs> <laughs> our glycogen stores. And if we're not, if we're not doing that with the right food, yeah. then again, we don't have all of the right building blocks there to build good muscle tone yeah. and to help our metabolism function effectively. I explain it to my clients. I'm like, exercise is a great and beneficial thing for the body when the body sees it as something great and beneficial. Ooh, exercise, like. yeah, like exercise is a stress on the body. Let's not forget yeah, that. It is. it is. And it's it does create some inflammatory processes. Yep. Like we've got lac lactic acid formation and all mm -hmm. this other stuff. So the body has has to deal with that and the benefits far outweigh the risks with most exercises mm -hmm. <laughs> without going too extreme so we need exercise and we need to move every day but we need it to be beneficial for the body is my point to my clients so if you're putting your body into a state of stress mm -hmm. and exercising so not fueling properly and not refueling post or for recovery properly mm -hmm. and then you're going out and not like you know there's different exercises that you'll get away with you know, probably not fueling as much, like things that are a little bit more low intensity, like mm. yoga and mm -hmm. walking and stuff. Exactly. Like, you know, don't have to be as meticulous with these lower impact exercises. But if you're doing F45, CrossFit, um, cardio and weights, um, running, all of this mm -hmm. stuff that is high intensity and gets your heart rate up and, you know, exactly what Jess was explaining with, you know, that wear and tear on the muscles. Mm -hmm. The body needs to be able to recover from that. Otherwise, mm -hmm. exercise becomes a stress and creates an inflammatory mm -hmm. response in the body. Yeah, 100%. And when the body's under stress from a metabolic point of view, majority of the time, particularly, I think we see this, oh, I'd say in women, but I, yeah, I yeah. think we see it more in women that I, th I find that the metabolism will go into like a self-preservation mode. Yeah, so it go, tends to like... onto some fat. Exactly. Fat is like, I always say again, safe. it's like our stored energy to my yep. clients. So, yeah. you know, you need to feel in a place of your body wants to feel comfortable to release that. So if you're stressing your body out and putting these metabolic stresses on it, then it will hold on to that yep. fat. So again, like if you're not, if you're <coughs> getting fatigued and you're not getting the results 
and you're getting the cravings, like it's a, it's such a big uh, red flag to us, isn't it? Yeah. That you're just not fueling Absolutely. yourself correctly. And there's obviously some other things that come into it. Obviously, you guys have heard our hormone podcast. So yeah. We do have some other things that work, especially more so with women, but work against women in terms of um, weight loss. So when yeah. there is weight plateau and these girls that are going to the gym and, and, and exercising really, really yeah. well and they're just not seeing the results. And if you are fueling properly around your exercise and you are having you know yeah. these nice, healthy, balanced meals, then that's when we take it a step further and go, okay, mm. cool. Well, if you're doing all of this right and you're not losing the weight you want to lose and you are plateauing, now let's look at things a bit deep at a biochemical level and be yeah. like, okay, what's going on with your thyroid? What's yeah. going on with your hormones? Mm-hmm. What's going on with your insulin? Like mm. there's that's where it, then it can go a bit deeper. Exactly. But if those basic fundamentals aren't right around exercise mm. and you are putting on weight or plateauing with weight, these are the first things you need exactly. to look at. And, and quite the, often they're the things that aren't right. And they're the first things we'll look at in clinic too. Yeah, yeah. Like there's no point in delving into those biochemical pathways if you haven't checked the basics so these things we're going to run through next are like absolute paramount of what you want to be hitting and then if you're hitting these and if you're listening you're like yeah i do all of that and i still feel like shit yeah then obviously there's other things at play which we've talked about as you say on other podcasts but these are the fundamentals so it's like go here first before you start thinking oh it's you know like i need to go and get these Functional yes. test done. Or to... I need to restrict my carbohydrates yes. because I'm not losing weight. I'm yep. not seeing need results. Need to go keto. <laughs> need to go keto. Oh my god. <laughs> Sorry to say the Oh, you just get... <laughs> <laughs> Oh man. <laughs> You're just like trying to like. Chess is like, well, Chris has got a little fire burning over here. I'm just going to throw a 44 gallon drum of freaking petrol at her. <laughs> You're a bitch. <laughs> Oh, <laughs> I know, right? Point of the story: don't re- don't reduce your carbohydrates to lose weight. <laughs> yeah. Oh, anyway, anyway back all right. On. Let's talk about how to do this, right? <laughs> so we're going to talk first about how to eat prior to exercise, because we've got three aspects: how to eat before you exercise during if needed Mm -hmm. and then post there are three major aspects and it's going to differ a little bit depending on what you're doing and what time of the day you train exactly Mm. so let's say if we're talking well and then if we say cardio um to start with we've got like as you were saying whether you go for a full-on run yeah um and how long you're running for as opposed to going out for a morning walk yeah but usually what we're looking at to support your body Mm prior to cardio is carbohydrates. They're the easiest form of absorption. They're quick into the bloodstream. And if you're trying to fuel yourself with proteins and fat, they're not going to absorb quickly into your bloodstream and provide quick fuel. And they might sit in your stomach and not feel that great as well. That's a major thing that people will say. So carbs are going to be quick and easy. And usually we're looking for something that's absorbed relatively quickly too. So if it's we're talking first thing in the morning, like Krista was talking about, um, usually looking at things like a banana is amazing yeah. or a piece of fruit that's yeah. got quick available fuel. It's interesting too because I've worked out like – and this is where it is interesting because people are so different, but I've worked out for me like – with just say running for example, like how far I will kind of get out of a banana. Exactly. I know. Well, that's important. <laughs> and then and, and then yeah. if I'm upping the ante and say like, especially when I was doing that running thing a couple of years ago, like and you're running more than like mm. say four to five k's, like you then yeah. you're starting to step into that eight to ten mark. A yeah. banana would not cut it for no. me then. So that's where I'd really up my carb carbohydrate mm. complex carbohydrate intake before running and so i might have to space that back a little bit so it's got a bit more time to digest but that's where i would start looking at having maybe one to two pieces of you know 
nice whole grain gluten-free toast yeah. with maybe some peanut butter and banana yeah. on it. And yeah. then that would – so then when I'd start, you know, that longer distance, mm. far out, I just smashed it. Like yeah, it was exactly. just the, – the tank was just <laughs> full. <laughs> it's very true. So if you're going out for like a gentle jog yeah. for 20 minutes to 30 minutes or a, like a walk, it's very different compared to going out for a 10K yeah, run it's plus. Huge. So yeah. you're going to need different fuel. And everyone will be very, different, very yeah. varied in that. So yeah. some people who have trained for a certain level might actually be fine with just the banana, but others I think more so will be yeah. like you're saying. They'll need more. Yeah. Um, and that's what you need to consider in the morning. But I think the worst that we see is that people are essentially just doing nothing. They're getting up. They're going straight out there with nothing in their system, particularly for these more in high-intensity cardio mm. sessions. Um, I think pro- if you're just going out for like a, a walk for 20 yeah. minutes or something like that, I personally yeah. would say, I don't know what your thoughts are there, I think that's probably an area where it's not the end of the world if you don't, you don't have, have something. something. Yeah, as I long agree. as you're coming back to have breakfast yeah, I agree. relatively quickly. And you're- like if you're just getting up in the morning and even yeah. a 40-minute walk and you're just taking yeah. your dog for a walk and it's it's moderate yeah. moderate intensity. Mm. Like honestly, like I could do that fasted if I wanted yeah. to in the morning. I probably still wouldn't because my body's just so used to eating, yeah. <laughs> let's be honest. <laughs> but yeah, I think there's – this, and this is where there's so, there is room to move, but you really need to have a look at the type of exercise you're doing, the endurance mm. that's involved, mm. and then fuel accordingly because yep. if you don't do this this is where you start potentially seeing you know the feathers start to unravel unravel is that the right thing <laughs> no <Nah. laughs> yeah the feathers start to unravel can feathers really do that <laughs> oh, well, i think man. i was going like with the so onion funny. analogy and then yeah. crossing it with the ruffling of the feathers <laughs> Like just confused two analogies, but two I think sayings. Oh the God. the most important aspect oh, is remember we're all individuals. I know we always say this, so you need to figure out what works for you. So first off, if you're not doing anything, try something simple like a banana or a piece of fruit, a handful of strawberries, whatever it is. See how that goes, yeah, and then from there, depending mm-hmm. on how that works for you and your intensity. So if you are pushing more up around the like we we're talking about the 10k mark, you're out there for more like an hour. Try, if you still feel like you're crashing, try that piece of fruit on a piece of the right right type of bread for you (laughs) or blend it into a smoothie with maybe some almond milk and add a little bit of some nut butter and a little bit of maybe some oats or quinoa flakes. So something easy on the digestion that you can just do really quickly. So you need to experiment with what's right for your body. I think a really good tip is to like just start small like what Jess said because Mm -hmm. I think the biggest thing we see in clinic is people go, if I eat, I feel like I'm going to vomit. And it's usually because you're either A, not eating the right type of Mm -hmm. food or you're having too much of it. So I say for people that are used to doing the fasted fasted exercise or not eating before they train but then they're crashing and burning mm. really quickly i'm like just start with half a banana yeah just something yeah just something mm. small and see how you go with that for a couple of training sessions and if you handle that okay yep. then go up to a full banana yep. and then you'll you'll start to see what your body needs but you'll start to feel a lot better throughout yep. your training sessions like mm. i haven't had one person come back to me and say no nah, that was shit it didn't work exactly <laughs> or even so, i've even tried with really sensitive people like a drink version yeah. Like even like when I was just talking like a quick blended smoothie, but literally sometimes even like half a glass of some almond milk with like a little bit of honey stirred into oh, that's it, a good like idea just too. really easy just on the absorption. Easy sugar, yeah, yeah, definitely. Yeah. So I mean, if we were talking about going into a, more of like a resistance or weight training session in the morning, um, I guess 
you know, we haven't sort of talked about later in the day, but we'll get to yeah. that. Um, it's kind of fundamentally the same, but I would, I would say, be yeah. pushing more towards having more on the sort of increased fuel that we're talking about. Yeah. But again, are you just going to the gym for half an hour and yeah. kind of lightly throwing some weights, weights around? around and and spending half the time taking up the machine, sitting on your phone. <laughs> taking um, selfies. <laughs> taking selfies. There's these guys at the gym a while ago and I don't even know. I don't think they work because it was 11 o'clock in the morning and they, like it was on, it was on a um, weekday when I'd had a morning off and they were walking around and they had like, um, they were taking all these selfies and they were in tradie boots that were unzipped oh. at the side. So you know how they have the laces at the side but they zip up, like proper steel cap boots. Yep. These things had never been worn on a freaking job site, I can tell you, because it was not. They were brand spanking new. So these guys are walking around in their tradie boots at the gym, lifting weights, taking photos of each other in their muscle shirts, you know, with their tradie boots unzipped. So they had this style thing happening. I'm like, mate, seriously, clearly you don't work because it's eleven o'clock in the day, and those boots ain't never seen a dust of concrete. What if they were doing so, some sort of like photo thing? Well, they would just toss it. <laughs> <laughs> That's all it was. I was just watching them just being like, oh, my God. Like, what is going on with the rest of the world today? <laughs> I wish I took a photo of them. But they would have loved it. It would have gone to their yeah, head. Yeah, they would have loved it. would be like, it. oh, she thinks we're hot. <laughs> <laughs> no, I don't. <laughs> oh, God. But if you, are, if you are going having a serious weight workout resistance, even with some cardio combined, mm. Yeah, you, you need to apply realistically the same rules, but I would be pushing more towards trying, like try something like the piece of fruit we talked about. But I think if you're really going out for a more intensive session, you need to consider some of those other options or mentioning it's still about quick availability. Yeah. Um, I think some people experiment prior to with maybe a little bit of protein in there. Um, you know, from like a protein powder point of view. So yeah. you might throw, like do this, the quick little blended drink I was talking about, but add a little bit of protein powder Interestingly in Interestingly for like my clients with weights, like when they're doing weight session, because I know I've got a lot of my clients and I know this one for me, I don't do it all the time because I feel like I've got my pre-workout fuel pretty well sorted. Yeah. But I have done this when I've kind of done a mixture of cardio and then it goes into weight. So those longer mm. sessions where you're kind of pushing an hour, so maybe, you know, maybe half an hour to yep. even a bit longer of intensive cardio. Yeah. And then you go and maybe do half an hour yep. of weight. So mm. what I what I do, and it works for me, I don't do it so much now because I kind of feel like I can get through my session without it and then I have my smoothie, my protein and that post-workout straight mm -hmm. away. But I've got a lot of my clients actually having their little bit of pre-workout fuel but actually having a smoothie ready to go at the gym that's got mm -hmm. some protein powder in it, some more fuel so in terms of like banana or carb, you know, some form of carbohydrate yep. in there and a little bit of almond milk and maybe a bit of nut butter and stuff. And after they do their cardio, just for that next lot of kind of refuel before you do yep. your weights and stuff just having a few sips of that and yep. far out it gives yeah, you some, ex idea, some extra too, legs yeah. Yeah. yeah just in terms of working out and I found that's worked well for a lot of people yep. too and it's worked well for me so. yeah definitely because yeah. I'm done here my muscles. <laughs> yeah. huge yeah huge mate <laughs> um I guess the other component before we move on is at other parts of the day with this yes. so realistically it's the same rule but you just want to think about how you apply that to how you've eaten just prior to the exercise. So, for yep. instance, if you're exercising after you finish work, um, you want to think about, okay, when did I eat last? What did I eat last? So yep. if it's been an afternoon tea snack and it's been like a handful of nuts, that's just some protein and a yep. bit of fat. So, again, there's not going to be any carbs in that to pull from. Yep. Um, if, however, you look at it and go, all right, I'm going to have one of the sort of options that we are talking about yep. or like some sort of like – 
um, like a grain-based cracker with a spread on it or some like baked sweet potato yep. with a bit of nut butter and cinnamon, yum. Yeah, yum. <laughs> like something like that that is essentially falling to those same rules we're talking about. It's going to give you fuel for that workout. Yeah. The other thing to consider is the lunch itself, I was just about right? to say that. I say so, to my clients, I'm like, have a really good thing yeah, about what you're having for lunch that exactly. day and make sure you have got a really good amount of complex carbs in there. Yep. So make sure that meal is definitely balanced. Don't skimp on that meal. Yep. And then top up just before you work exactly. out. And then again, listening to your body whether you need to because it depends on when you go. So if you've had yeah. your lunch at around 1 o'clock or something like that and you've had some good carbs in there and, yeah, so it's only a couple of hours later that you're training, mm. then that meal is going to do you well. But if it's been like four, five Six yeah, hours like you're training since at lunch. Yeah, you've got to really you think to about it. Particularly I'll say to people, are you hungry? Are you hungry pre-workout? Yeah. Is me? I don't know what that, that was. was. Ooh, airdrop. Oh, airdrop. Oh, from probably from Jess. Oh, oh. thanks, Jess. <laughs> <laughs> She's communicating with us from yeah, the outside like world. An alien. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah, listen, again, if you're hungry, if your body's saying to you, I am hungry, I've just finished work and I'm hungry and you're like, oh, no, I'm just going to go work out, like – that's where you need to think about yeah. that pre-workout fuel. If your body tells you it's hungry and you're about to go and work out, listen to it. Exactly. <laughs> so it. let's move on to during. And I think, you know, there's not oh, there's so much you could go into, but like keeping it simple. Yeah. I think eating during exercise or consuming anything during exercise is more about our more intensive training. So yeah. it's going to be intensive cardio sessions yep. stuff pushing over definitely over an hour with like intensive cardio um you know we're talking like people training for like different sorts of tries or marathons or yep. people who just train long distance yeah. running yeah bike rides that you yeah. know going out for long bike rides even some people who swim like for a long period of time right swimming's hardcore it is it's so intense <laughs> swimming is hardcore far out i tried to start swimming this summer like when i oh no last at the end of last summer when i did yeah. my back yeah and <clears throat> i thought i was pretty fit at the time and i got in the pool and i tell you what that is a whole different level yeah. of fitness it is isn't it far it's out. Full on. i used to be a swimmer too like i used to be a gun and I yep. got in that pool, 25 meter pool, four laps. Yeah. Stuffed. <laughs> and I think it really highlights, that, yeah, I find with swimming the need for fuel. Like, you oh. don't think about it when you're swimming and you're like, you're obviously in the water. But around at the beach. Dehydration <laughs> yeah. and electrolytes. Like, I used to do it when I was way younger and then mm. wonder why I had, like, obviously energy drops afterwards because I wasn't eating right. But also, I'd hate these massive headaches because yeah. of like the not hydrating properly yeah, yeah. and being in the sun and yeah, yeah crazy yeah, true. but yeah the other one obviously is weight training a lot of people will fuel during that if they're doing like mm. really intensive weights which is you know if you think about the classic gym scenario is like that sort of three four o'clock trading time at the yeah. gym where they're all in there with their like swinging back their colored drinks, colored drinks like and then you listen and they're all talking about they're getting a car but later with subway <laughs> I was like, oh, God, I love it and I hate it at the same time. But usually, like, unless you're doing that type of training, there's no need unless, like what Carissa was saying, if it's a long time frame. Mm -hmm. And you would be looking at really quick available carbohydrates if it's cardio. Yeah. So it might be if you're out doing tries and long runs, you've got to look at things that are portable. I often talk to clients about um, I mean, fruit's a little bit harder when you're out there, but like medjool dates can be amazing. Yeah. Um, there's some quality little gels and things that people will use. Yep. Um, 
but that's a real sort of sort of science of its own finding where that works for you. But yeah. I do think that you need to consider once you get over that point, you've got to be fueling while you're out yeah. there. If you're with a runner sugars or and electrolytes, yeah, definitely. Like cyclists, runners, and and swimmers, yeah, like that more endurance style stuff outdoors. Like I think yeah. at a gym, it's easy enough to have something there. You know, you can yeah. take something. But if you are out in the great wide world yeah. and exercising like we're talking over an hour and you know hour to two hours some people will cycle for two hours oh or yeah or more yeah, or yeah more like a couple of cover a couple of hundred k's like yeah. that's intense you have to have fuel with you for yeah, that definitely so whether that be like those cliff bars or yeah. those sorts of things like yeah. things that are you know that have got some oats in there there's another brand that um what's it called remember but a guy based yep. them in brisbane and it's yep. similar they're like oats dried fruit yep. you know so you can kind of just pull it pull them out and just mm-hmm. have them and you've got that you know dates and figs and stuff so yep. that quick sugar hit yeah to kind of keep your body going plus electrolytes they're so electrolytes bloody important. super important mm. and then from a weight training we're just talking about this before we started there's the branch chains that are really popular BCAAs, bro so they're being they're amino acids that people will use to help with muscle replenishments really really important for helping with those micro tears and helping Mm. repair so every time you're doing that training your muscles tear and then they come back together as they repair and as they come back together they're slightly a little bit more apart than they were before which makes them fundamentally bigger ideally so just told me a very interesting fact about this that i I did not know (laughs) (laughs) please tell the world so what i was talking about is that it depends on what you want as far as gain with your Mm. exercise so from a weight loss point of view going in and training and using and branch chains and drinking away on those your body's going to use them as a preferential fuel and burn those instead of tapping into your fat stores and burning your fat and if you're doing branch chains during that workout and you're kind of straight after into your branch chains with your food and so forth you're not at any point allowing your body to tap into that fat burning stage mm-hmm. particularly if you're also combining the branch chain which is really common with a sugar so they're often these like yeah. sugar drink sugar jack drink sugar jack drink sugar jack drinks that have got the branch chain so not only have you got the amino acid absorption you've yeah. got these extra sugars so if you want to gain if you're a guy and you want to get bigger and like the muscle development as well like that's that's great i yeah. would still question some of the brands that they're using yeah. you see them swigging but that or even from a female point of view yeah great but if you're wanting to cut or lose weight that's not the way to go about it i would actually be not having anything during that session and then post-workout look at say the the things that we'll talk about and yeah. add some branch chains into that so yeah. there's a really you know there's oh, yeah. a smart way to go about, about post-workout we're we getting to that yeah one? we're getting to that <laughs> yes the other one that we haven't mentioned that's really popular is carnitine people will use that as amino acid prior to workout to mm. increase fat burning um I feel, some people respond to it yeah but, but. i think it's uh i don't know i feel i feel like if, i know i haven't looked into it for years so i'm sure there's probably more up-to-date research about it now but i remember when i did look into it to be honest it was like a bit of a 50 50 split mm. in terms of researchers to some people responded to carnitine wells but mm. for fat burning and some people just didn't mm. so i wonder yep. if that's a because we're also biochemically different b does it actually work? Yeah, I don't know. Yeah. Yeah. The other one I tried when I was doing a lot of weight stuff years ago was beta alanine. 
Um, oh, yeah, yeah. Far out. That's It makes your whole body, body tingle. Is that the one that makes your body tingle? Oh, yeah. it's horrible. I hated it. My brother like, brought up, this. My bro- this is a fair few years ago, and his um his wife was taking pre-workout. Yeah. And he said, he brought it up one time when we were camping over at Stratty something. He's like, you got to have some of this stuff, mate. And I'm like, pre-workout? And I looked, I'm like, what? And he's like, no, nah, it keeps you awake. <laughs> he's like dosing himself with pre-workout while he's having a few beers. Oh, so I'm just man. like... <laughs> It's like caffeine, green tea. Oh, no. oh yeah. Anyway. So let's talk, talk post. So this this is probably, I think, where it varies the most depending mm. on what you're doing. So yes. if it's post-cardio, it's more about carbohydrate replenishment. Um, I'd say still needing a little bit of protein in there, of course, because even with cardio, there's a little bit of, um, depending on what you're doing, but there's still a little mm. bit of like that sort of micro tear situation happening and muscle usage, yep. but it is more about getting the carbohydrates yep. back in. Yeah. And there's really a window as well. Like the longer you leave it, the more you're putting your body under stress. stress. So yeah. I, I say half an hour. Same, yeah. I say, sorry, usually Fine. half an hour, like. And, you know, an hour maximum, but half an hour is ideal. Get something in there to replenish. And from a, yeah, if it's cardio, make sure there's carbs. It can be um, like your breakfast, right? It can be a meal, but you've got to make sure that there's carbs in it. So there can still be like some other components of macronutrients there, but don't go and just have an omelette with some veggies in it that like low starch veggies like that's not going to be enough carb you're going to hit the wall and it's interesting like so obviously before like pre-study and all of that like what I know when I used what I used to do and looking back on it and I used to I used to just feel shit after training Mm. sessions but for that reason like I probably would I'd get up in the morning and go for a run or go to the gym and do something and then Mm -hmm. and then I'd either get into work and I know this is when the juice craze was kind Mm -hmm. of more you know so we're talking about you know 12-ish years ago and the juice craze would be so I would just make myself a big sort of you know veggie juice which I know but you're not getting any fiber or complex carbs in there and then I wouldn't probably eat till lunch and I just used to feel I used to think I'm exercising why do I feel so crap and you just look back and you're like because there was no proper fueling around that like Yes. So I think speaking for both of us, we would say if you can't have a meal within half an hour, make sure you've got something on you. So whether that be, again, a piece of fruit or a good quality bar that we were just mentioning, something carbohydrate that you can get into your body. And then you can follow that up with your meal when you get a chance. So if you're going out for a run and you know that you're stopping somewhere and it's going to be an hour and a half before you get home for yeah. breakfast, make sure you have that post-workout snack with I you. I just it's even so say to people, people make a smoothie and have it ready yeah. to go and put it in a jar or something and you can yeah. have some oats in there or some banana depending on how what kind of carbs you need and how intensive yeah. your workout's been. If you're doing weights as well, then protein yeah. powder definitely yeah. um, or something that's some easily bioavailable form of protein to uptake. Like yeah. I think I tell a lot of people just have a smoothie and then if you know you're not going to be getting to a meal for two at least an hour and a half to hours, then you can have that meal yeah. after. Yeah, smoothies are great. Smoothies and what are great. I'll often say too is um, if you can't even – if people are like, I don't have time to make a smoothie or it's too early, put the blender on. Make it night I've heard it all. <laughs> but you can just literally mix up some now moving, I guess – well, we can do it for both, but this is yeah. also really important for weights. Is mix your protein powder with some form of whatever milk you're having in a jar with a little bit of like ready to go. So yeah. you can just shake it, add some water and drink it. It may yeah. not taste amazing, but yeah, at, least at least you're, you're getting, getting what, what you need, right? Yeah. I've certainly done that in the past. Just Same. had like straight protein powder. I've actually put like maybe 
third of a cup of some rice milk or almond yeah, milk into it, it. Yeah. and then at the gym when I'm finished, add the water out of the bubbler, shake it up and drink yeah. it. Yeah, and how much better do you feel after a workout when you do that? Yes. Another thing that I find really helps in terms of like workout recovery as well is, speaking of even maybe drinking things through it, is... I think we talked about electrolytes, but I know yep. when it's hardcore summer and you're at the gym or going mm. for a walk and you are sweating, like I said, I'll have my water bottle, but I will drop like a shots electrolyte tablet into yeah. it. Or even when I finish working out, like I'll have my smoothie, but I'll just have an electrolyte hit. And far, yeah. it makes such a difference oh, to huge. how you feel throughout the day. Yeah. I need to do that with soccer. Yeah, you should. Those yeah. shots tablets, they're yeah. like, I love them. I've been like feeling it. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I'm like cramping up out there. I'm like, oh, God. Yeah, there you go. <laughs> um, again, good practitioner for yourself, yeah. right? <laughs> but, yeah, post weights, definitely. Yeah. Um, we need to get in the car- the um, carbs and the protein, protein essential. And the, the carbohydrates will help with the protein absorption. So a big mistake we both see people make is that post-workout, they'll just mix up their protein shake on water at the gym and drink it. Yeah. And it's just straight protein. There's no carbs. Yeah. You need the carb. The carb helps shuttle, like a little shuttle bus, the amino acids <laughs> more effectively into your muscle cells for repair. Super important. Yeah. So whether that means, um, you know, how we're just describing having a shake instead, or it might be you have your protein powder with um, like literally you might have packed like a piece of stone fruit or whatever yeah, it might be. Banana. Just keep it really simple. It's <laughs> like banana, banana. <laughs> keep the bananas. I'm paid by Australian banana for this podcast. <laughs> Disclaimer. But again, yeah. meal wise, if you can get home and have your breakfast or get to work and have your breakfast, you can have that post workout smoothie. Say banana again, just as a joke. <laughs> or a banana porridge <laughs> with banana, banana protein <laughs> Banana pancakes. <laughs> but you need that protein in there. So um, I think that's the main factors in regards to post-workout. Yeah, it's yeah. the timing of the meals without question, making sure carbs for no matter what, but yeah. making sure protein is there, particularly with your weight slash resistance workouts. Yeah. Um, the last thing that we wanted to cover, and we're not going to go really crazy in depth to it because we've talked about it a little bit. Well, a lot in other podcasts yeah, yeah. as we know people are going to ask us about but what about fasted cardio what about fat adaption yeah so <laughs> let's get a cup of tea what do you want to know <laughs> i think as always these things have a place for some yeah. people yeah but for the majority of people coming at it from a fasted cardio point of view can be quite dangerous and we do see this we see it particularly if people are going outside of the spectrum we're talking about the gentle start of the day exercise yeah going straight into something like fasted cardio can often end in the things we first listed so the the energy dips waning and so forth and the sugar cravings later on in the day um i personally feel that majority of the time most people can't generally handle it i do believe that people can become adapted like in regards to being fat adapted and the whole concept is that your body will not it'll flick over to using fatty acids more so as a fuel Mm. so people do it and they actually still do it in endurance training and some people swear by it they think they feel amazing by it and and that's great to them but I think it's a really careful process that you need to do with a practitioner to see yeah. if it's right for you. And I do think that, again, you've got to kind of think about the implications all over because yep. to follow a fat-adapted sort of way of training is often a more of a like um, 
ketogenic style of eating not yeah. to like bring that up to you know but seriously yeah. it is it's more of that like paleo ketogenic style and then we've got to think about if we've got someone training a lot and using that type of exercise we've talked in previous podcasts about the other sort of long-term effects of that from a hormone point yeah. of view yeah i don't know do you agree 100 percent. yeah i just even think too like even just pulling just even pulling the, the keto and stuff away from it mm. and the fat adapted just even i just look at it more like from a if we're doing the fasted cardio and not feeling properly around exercise and all of that like we'll just even you know exercise and do intense cardio and then maybe not eating till if say it's first thing in the morning they're not eating till you know whatever time a few hours after exercise I even look at it more from an adrenal point of view, mm-hmm. like blood sh- blood sugar. Mm-hmm. What's how, what's this doing to our insulin? Our you know mm-hmm. our overall stress. So our cortisol. We already we've spoken about the relationship between cortisol and insulin. If we haven't, I'm happy to talk about it again. Um, <laughs> love this one. Um, but just out the impacts of the stress on our body. Like yeah, mm-hmm. it might work for you in your early twenties when you're young and you're resilient, mm-hmm. but. <laughs> What I guess what Jess and I are so passionate about is we want to set our bodies up for mm. longevity, but mm-hmm. to, to look after like this this little vessel that we have and mm. not flog it to death if we don't have to. Mm-hmm. Like I think, I, I think like I think the whole theory behind the fasted cardio is for accelerated weight loss. Yeah. If I think you probably need to have a look at if you're not an endurance athlete mm. and you don't need this low body fat percentage and these this you know specific outcome. Why are you exercising and what are your goals with exercise? Yeah. Mm. Um, and what are your goals with weight loss and how realistic are they? Mm-hmm. I'm not saying, you know, people's weight loss goals aren't realistic, but I'm, I'm pretty passionate about exercising to support the body's mm-hmm. processes and exercise for your mental health, not exercise so you can fit into this unrealistic ideal box of what mm. the p- perfect body weight is and mm-hmm. force your body to these ridiculous extremes to get there. Yeah. Like that's kind of how I feel about that so. <laughs> <laughs> no but, it's so well put it like is. you know exercise is so beneficial and we know the research mm. is there and how to fuel around exercise and look after our body mm. so why not exercise for the benefits that it has and mm. look after the, the metabolic things mm. that it needs to do and it i properly. would say again from clinical experience and what we see with people day yeah. in and day out that most of the time faster cardio isn't working for people 100 percent. they come in and they are trying to utilize it to lose weight and it's just not working yeah. And when we, we talk to them about eating in the way we've just talked about, the results come not only yeah. for their weight loss, which they've been fixating on, but everything else. Yeah, they health. start to feel better. Their energy's better. That, you know, a bit of weight they're, you know, carrying around the middle seems to not be such an issue yeah. anymore. You know, like there's the thyroid starts to go, oh, okay, I can relax a little bit, yeah. you know, because the insulin's behaving itself. Yeah. There's just, yeah, it's exactly. just so much more, I think... Oh, I don't know. It's hard to say it without getting pretty frustrated. But I think we just really need to start looking at our body as a whole functioning thing and mm-hmm. understanding that every decision we make, yeah. without becoming too stressed out about that, but the decisions we make for our health really need to be for the benefit of our body as a whole, exactly. not just to get, um, you know, some sort of extreme or it's ideal like, body weight. It's so true. And even with the fat adaption from an athlete point of view, like it's just – you know, I get it. I get what they're doing, but it's also fixating on that one end goal, isn't it? It's yeah. about being the best athlete and yeah. and getting those those times and so forth. But it's not really thinking about your overall health. Yeah. And that's what I question. Like, I get that they want to like 
you know, be able to use their, their fat more specifically yeah, and burn yeah. off that and not, what do they call it? I think they call it bonking where they like hit the wall. <laughs> I've never heard I'm sure it. it is. <laughs> where you just hit the wall. Yeah. Um, you know, they're working with not hitting those yeah. massive just like drops. Yeah. yeah. Um, and I, I, so I do understand that, but you've got to, as you were just saying, Chrissy, you've got to look at the entirety of someone's health and I guarantee the people that are doing that yeah. like year in, year out are yeah. seeing some, um, some adverse yeah, in I other just, places of their health. I just think, like, I know this is probably starting to push back into the extreme dieting and the mm. keto style That's stuff. Where it all goes. That's where it all goes. So yeah. it's just why like I'm just like, why? Loss? Why are you guys doing order to be the best at something? So you can like, I get for athletes, it's different. Yeah. Like you guys, I, this is your profession. This is what you're yeah. getting paid for, and we all know that endurance athletes, there's health implications down yeah. the track. That's that's, but they're kind of willing to sacrifice that yeah. for for their job and their passion. That's something they mm. love because they're so great at sport. But for the rest of us that aren't extreme mm. endurance athletes winning gold medals at the Olympics, mm. the rest of us that, you know, just want to exercise and be healthy, don't flog your body to mm. death to do it. Like look at what's realistic mm. and what is achievable and mm. what's going to support your this body you have the best to get the best out of it. Not the next five years where you flog it, but mm. the next 10 and 20 and 30 years, mm-hmm. 40, 50. <laughs> We're all living into our hundreds. Um, <laughs> but, yeah, like anyway, so I feel yeah. like, yeah, that's, no, that's probably good. a bit off topic with the fast no, and cardio. Oh, no, it's not. It's really pertinent. I think it's a good – I actually think it's great to end on because I think it yeah. just – pulls it all together and I know we're going to get asked about that because yeah. it's such a hot topic and I feel like it ties it all up in a nice bow and I'm very very happy great that's marvelous <laughs> I've grown out so I have a question for you yes considering what the time is Ooh. should we tie this one up or should we delve into our um, first case study how Ooh. I don't know what do you think <laughs> I'm thinking maybe we should save it for I think we day. should save it too. Just like... to tease you guys. Um, we did put out at our last podcast about um, we're going to start delving into some case studies. Yeah. Um, and we've had we've had some come through, which are great. Um, and basically what we want to do is share them with you and talk yeah. through what we would do from a clinical perspective. Yeah. And we're really interested in those of you out. Like everyone's cases are interesting, but like if you've got some really meaty sort of stuff that's been going for a long time and you're really struggling and you're kind yeah. of not sure where to go, like, you know, send your story through. Send your story through um, and we will chat about it. Like, obviously, we're just, we'll just we just use your first name, we've decided, unless you yeah. give us a disclaimer. Yeah, tell us if you don't, don't want us to, yeah. But we're just going to go through the main points of what have, have gone on for people and we're not going to go through and give you, this is what we tell you to eat and these are the supplements we'll tell you to eat. Like, we wouldn't do that, but we will just talk about it from a clinical perspective, the yeah. avenues that need to be explored, yeah. um, the testing that probably needs to be explored and mm-hmm. then you know, what sorts of things. And point out the interrelationship yeah. too because often there's a lot going on for people but we'll like point out, okay, what's going on at the yeah. core, how these things are all interrelated and break yep. it down so it feels more yeah. manageable. Yeah. Mm. Yeah. So this is kind of exciting. It is. We're excited. We, we have planned to do it on today but we've run out of well, time. Well, we've run out of time. And, and I need to eat for my client. And I need Otherwise to eat I'll bonk. Well. Yeah, you'll bonk. <laughs> <laughs> Such a random word oh, for me. Love it. All oh. right. Well, have a fabulous weekend ahead if yep. you're listening to this today yeah otherwise just have a good day in general have a great day in general and to wrap it up um you guys know as always leave us any comments queries questions on our social media yep. or um subscribe and leave us a comment on itunes or soundcloud yep um, share the love share it Tell share, share, about share. Us. yep um, and any anything else you want us to chat about or if you have some case studies send them through Fantastic. Boom. All right, let's go. Let's go eat. Okay, bye. Bye.